0: If you guys only knew the nonsense that goes on with the pre-show, and for that matter, really the post-show, am I
1: right? (laughs) Both of them, honestly, DK, we should bottle that content up. But the show would never end, man. It would never end. Oh, it might end. (laughs) (laughs) It would. (laughs) It it might end. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It, It would, DK. Man, I got in here early, man. By the way, this is probably as close as we've ever gotten to like 307. Somebody came here earlier. It was like 307. I was like, yeah, right. We won't be no 307. We came on just with clarity at 306. Well, 406 Eastern. Now, how about that? How about that? This is not beer, by the way. It's iced tea. I, I was drink. hoping it was beer DK. Come on, dude. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. <laughs> Come actually. on, man. Lori uh,
0: Coleman gets Baltimore week off to a to a great finish here on the Ramon show. What what you got there? that you found there Ramon
1: I saw Lori Coleman coming here earlier it's like I never heard raisins before coming here and a lot of people have been saying it all this week I see James B almost raisins day game day is tomorrow. There's another few folks that said (laughs) give me your score predictions on the raisins and a lot of people probably listen to this pod right now and going what the hell is a raisins Ramon well DK bring her to the stage man so she oh, did, I don't
0: have to. I don't have to bring her uh, anywhere. She's she's it's always there. Ravens
2: Week. We're excited about it,
1: <laughs> we're, and we're excited about it, <laughs> and we're excited about it. Dolly, you got it because DK brought it up to me, and you told the story. it god you got to tell where the raisins come from on Ravens Week.
2: Just a really quick version. First game I ever saw. Penguins versus Ravens, 1996. Steelers okay, Steelers. <laughs> we're up to a great start. Well, actually, I could—I probably didn't know the difference at that point. I didn't even know what football was, but it's the very first thing that I saw when I stepped foot in uh, in Pittsburgh. And I go to the game and, you know.
0: Three yeah, River Stadium.
2: Three River Stadium, and everybody's cheering, and they're all saying, you know, raisins, and they were purple. And nobody corrected me, and I figured, okay, all these uh, names are kind of weird. They all mean something, so it's probably what it was. And my family is that ridiculous. They did they, they just let me call them raisins for decades without correcting me, not even in front of people. And I really didn't know until probably, I don't know, maybe five years ago that that's not what they're called. So, now, so maybe a little bit earlier, but either way
1: you you I
2: think it, it's a way, way better name for them anyway.
1: It is. and now that you've broken it down even more, Dolly, I actually feel better about you calling them the raisins because last time you told you you didn't really tell me like well the 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 purple like raisins, and that honestly makes all the sense in the world.
2: Okay, well I do also need to add that I didn't speak any English, so I really couldn't tell the difference between the words.
1: Really. Ravens and Raisins. <laughs> that and it has stuck in this in this show for so long. Every week now is gonna be. I never raisins. felt
2: I never felt more important than when Dan brought it up to me about three days ago. There was some meme on Twitter where they were called the Raisins. And I'm like, wait, did I did I make that happen? Did I bring it to Twitter? I am somebody, yeah, some, people. Somebody, I am somebody. somebody. I named the,
0: raisins. <laughs> some, named the raisins. Somebody uh, put like Rave Baltimore, real Baltimore helmets on Raisins. <laughs>
2: That is amazing. I honestly, I like, no joke. Good. I never felt more important. Like now I'm I, I'm somebody. I've arrived. Guys.
1: You are somebody. Way to let us know, Dolly. I see beers coming in. Cheers to you, uh it's Dolly, raisins for that one.
2: We're excited about it.
1: One, one more sleep before the Raisins game. <laughs> All
2: right. Let's uh let's get on with the show before everybody leaves.
1: Oh, boss uh, says to ring the bell. I see how this goes around here. Now we got to go. She got to go. We got to hit the bell. Let me know when you're ready, DK. We ready? Uh That would be right now.
0: This is a ridiculous show.
1: It is a ridiculous show. That's how I feel. You know? it, it is, but we got such an – this is not a uh one of those type of days, but we got such an amazing base, though, DK, that they make it even better for us. I told you, I, I thoroughly enjoy doing this show, and I know you do too. Uh, But it's also – I'll say this before we get going even further. I saw a clip, and I'm going to go there, just to let you know how unique Pittsburgh is and how cool it is too, man, for me, and being a part of the Steelers, but primarily for me, the Steelers, is this. I saw a clip, I'm sure you guys saw it too, of Cam Newton. Cam Newton does this podcast and he was explaining, you know, he, he, ha, he caught on to a Mike Tomlin speech one time from Jericho Cottry. I think J. Cole, Jericho Kotry, went back to Carolina as a coach yes. or player development. Yes, as a coach or player development after he finished his time in Pittsburgh. And he was telling this story about uh, Cam said he was sitting down somewhere and Jericho came up to him and uh, he said something of the nature, man, I'd rather say, whoa. Than sicker and said, and, and, "And as good as Cam Newton is or was in his time, can't deny that he never heard. I'd rather say whoa than sick him. Okay. And, and Cam's reaction to Jericho telling him that, and he explained it when Jericho Cottrell talked to you, he don't talk loud. You spoke to J Cole before. Mm-hmm. He don't talk loud, but when he talk, you listen and said, Jericho "Smart guy, like, yeah, very smart dude." Said so he mm-hmm. walked up to him and said, "Cam, I'd rather say whoa than sicker. And Cam breaking this down in his mind to his podcast, be like, that's interesting when it comes down to the game. Like, I can always tell a dog this. Bark. Yeah, I can yeah, always yeah. tell. Hey, whoa, easy. easy. Because I can control, right, aggression. I can control anger. I can control your heart, right, if I can bring it back. I mm-hmm. can't make you go be a dog. As I see a lot of people put the dogs in the bottom right there. And, and just all in all, I thought that was appropriate to start this off this week. Come on. DAWGS, <laughs> DK. oh Come on, man. With that being like you, we're going to need some dogs in Pittsburgh, I mean, in Baltimore this weekend to, to really yeah. get it done, man. And I just thought that was a great one tip of the hat from Cam to Coach Tomlin. But the fact that the stuff that we get inside that building sometimes, I think is universal. And I'm skewed because I've only been in one place. <laughs> I've only been in one place to hear this type of stuff is DK get X off and of not know how to spell dogs correctly or his computer won't let him. But I, I again, say what you want to about Coach Tomlin and all his stuff. Uh, but uh, that resonates to a lot of the players inside of the locker room. And hearing that come from a guy like Cam, I thought was pretty unique, man, going from also. Jericho, who had a real good role in Pittsburgh. Yeah, and,
0: anytime, anytime it comes from the outside, you you know that it's that it's coming real, you know. Yeah, it's, because it's not somebody who has any any
1: stake in this, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely not, man. But this weekend's gonna be unique. I'm looking forward to it, man. We get an opportunity to get our Saturday after way. Hopefully, the Steelers win this weekend. Uh, there you go when you put the hey do that again you like a, yeah. a, a b-boy then yeah no you gotta grab the chin again like you, yeah yeah <laughs> this <laughs> yeah you gotta do that but that's some cool stuff man i'm looking forward to see if mason can give us a three-peat i know that's the biggest conversation i've heard we're doing this the whole show out. now yeah oh okay i was gonna leave the glasses what, what, what happens here when i do this oh look wait, it gets no, rid of it
0: no. oh, wait, yes, <laughs> <me> <laughs>
1: Oh, look at this. <laughs> oh, there he go. Hey, self-representation in the middle right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> but that's some super cool stuff this weekend, man. Win, lose, a draw, man. I think everybody goes into next year. Um, I don't know, DK, how do you feel? Going up the same or still a whole lot of question marks? Because there are some stuff that's got to happen. I honestly ain't read through it enough, DK, and didn't really care. Because all I care about is the Steelers winning. This playoff stuff, thats that's who has to win? Who has to lose? All that type of stuff. If we win, I feel better about whatever happens anyway. You know, I'm going to be the weirdo on this one
0: because I I don't much care if they make the playoffs or not. I I don't think that's That's a real, okay? This organization has a lot of things that it needs to address. It has a lot of things that were exposed along the way. It has... Many, many, many questions that it needs to be asking itself. If the Steelers make the playoffs, wonderful. Then you yeah. had yourself a nice three, four weeks, whatever it was at the end. You finished off and you had a you know some nice early outcomes and fourth quarter comebacks. Great. Good for you. Way to go. Doesn't mean nearly as much to me as if, for example, let's say Mason Rudolph has another great game tomorrow. Ooh. Tell me which one means more for the franchise. I'm totally serious here. If Mason has a great day tomorrow, I I mean, because now you have a guy who's here, okay? You know, and you have somebody who can really play football. Now, yeah, he's going to be a free agent. He can, you know, he can pick where he wants to go. He will. But I don't think you're going to see Omar, who was the guy who called Mason, Omar Khan. He was the one who called Mason last summer and said, listen, man, I still believe in you here. Just come back. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, he he did, and the fact that you have that in house already, DK. I don't know if I cut you off right there, but the fact that you have it in house again, you don't have to pick up uh, Kenny's fifth year option if Mason does do well again, um, and make but you that also his don't spot. have to get rid of Kenny. You don't have to get rid of no. me. To- you still have to give him his four years, the same way you did with Devin Bush, Artie Burns, and everybody else that did not get their fifth year option picked up. They're going to get the four years in. And there's also insurance. Maybe Kenny grows a little bit more. Maybe it's a bit premature in us thinking that he was going to be, you know, ready to start as a day one guy or within eight years. I mean, eight eight games of the uh, of his rookie season. Um, the same way that we're watching Mason grow. I, I think you'd rather it be the same way for Kenny too if Kenny can catch on. It's just that now... It's hard, DK, to not make a case for for Mason Rudolph oh. if he goes out and win and win well in Baltimore. I mean, listen, it. We can all pick on specific little examples
0: here and say, well, oh, you know, okay, Kenny won last year, the season finale in Baltimore had the you know had the great finish there, the wonderful little throw uh, back against his. Uh, in, well, kind of with his body, like in this mm-hmm. direction toward Najee Harris and left side of the end zone. Really well done. But, did. but when you start doing it on a consistent basis and you're playing at a higher level, a markedly higher level than anybody else has in your organization for a while, and you're one and two in the NFL in yeah. those two weeks in order. I mean, wait, you, you know, you don't overthink this. Uh, one thing I want to ask you, Moan. Yeah. As the guy who sat next to Mason in in the, the locker on the south side for years, Mason, and there's a lot of, you know, for, just within fans, they ask a lot of questions about, uh, do you think Mason would stay? Do you think he would hold some kind of grudge for the fact that he was buried here all this time? What I've heard from Mason, and he has blurted this out even since he's become the starter, is that he really is grateful to Omar Khan. Pulling him off the the figurative couch last summer, he's grateful to Mike Tomlin. He never separates the two when he mentions them. Wow! Wow! I mean, do you think he'd
1: hope he holding some kind of grudge against no. the Steelers? They again, it's it's chump change as far as the league the league and quarterbacks concerned with what he's being paid. But he got an opportunity, and that's all people ever ask for is an opportunity. So the the, the you brought up the conversation of would he be bitter and go somewhere else, or would he stay? I think the only thing that, that pulls Mason away is a bigger check. I think that does play a part in his next move because this is going to be his should. probably last yeah, move.
0: This will be his pro-
1: last move. Mm-hmm. Right, DK? Yeah. Uh, but but with that being said, um, I'm with you right there, Chris, Chris Davis. It's a good problem to have. It's
0: <laughs> so good. Relentless today. <laughs> She's,
1: I love it. She's quick <laughs> with it. She's laughing behind the scenes and we see her. Uh, but... The thing is, the, the one thing that can pull Mason out of Pittsburgh is a bigger check. That makes sense to me. The thing that you have to say is this also. The reason Pittsburgh's able, able to make these moves that they have by signing O-line, by going to get certain guys also, is because they're dealing with a rookie quarterback too. So you do have flexibility in the cap right now. Him standing in Pittsburgh, I'll be honest with you, it's somewhat cultish with how we love Pittsburgh. The players... You hear it for the guys that leave outside of that building. Um, if you know you can be a starter in Pittsburgh and will, and Mason probably will if he gets a new deal, you know you love the fans. The team is usually good when you're winning. Even then when you're losing, there's still some good bones about it. Ownership is fair and out of the way. You know the coaches. But here's some of the things that you brought up, DK, and we probably have to jump into more on the Hey mon segment is Mm-hmm. are you going to stay with Coach Sullivan as far as offensive coordinator? That's another one. Are you going to do that to <laughs> two-man two tandem? What is your O-line going to be like? Are we believing that Dan Moore is the guy? Or do we move him over to right? Is Broderick going back over to left? Only reason I bring that up is there was a top 10 tackle from my school, Tennessee, that was a left tackle, but Chicago left him at right tackle this entire year. So to say that a high first-rounder can't play right tackle – even while being a left tackle in college, do you mess that up, D.K.? I think with an entire offseason, if Dan Moore gets over him, get over that that hurdle of saying he can't play right, then you move Broderick over to left. Like, those things have to be figured out, too. Um, And, and, and Jess, what are you going to – That's a big one. That that is a big one. one. But Mm -hmm. everything else is still in place, though, right? Deontay's got another year. Even Chooks has another year under his deal. You don't have to get rid of
0: him. You That's true. I'm
1: saying as far as security, you can upload his contract and go sign another toy somewhere else like a linebacker or something like that, right? Positions of need. Positions of need. But as far as the offense is concerned, you're set. I know a lot of people want a, a upgrade at center. <laughs> Mason Cole's been getting it as a lay. It's two Masons in Pittsburgh. One you hate, and the other one y'all are questioning so much, right? I mean, one you hate, the other one you love. Um, With that being said, D.K., Mason, I can see him staying. And I'll say this, too, before people say, well, what about Kenny? I doubt Coach Tomlin and Omar care about a player's feelings if winning is what determines how, how they keep their job, too.
0: There's so many issues. And honestly, this is kind of what I was referring to. I find most of this. To be way more compelling than anything that happens this weekend. I'm sorry, because look, <laughs> I mean, we're being honest here. You know, this team's not winning any Super Bowl or or whatever. Okay, so what you're looking at here is a situation where they, they could have their they could have themselves a nice, you know, a, a nice finish here, and if if a couple of things go their way, or one other thing, I guess, is the way it works. At least one other thing goes the other way. They can. They can have themselves a celebration and say, hey, well done.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But, you know, does that matter as much as Mason Rudolph balling out tomorrow?
1: That's the only thing that matters to me. Although I will say this. If he does ball out, we've caught stride at the end of the season one or two times. The mm-hmm. team personally is going to want more. You're not going to want the season to end, especially if you go into to Baltimore and beat them there.
0: Oh, oh okay. That's a great <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. But, yeah. Seriously.
1: <laughs> you, sure.
0: You know, to is that it- point. Right, if he does it tomorrow, you'd you definitely want to see more. Yeah, no, I that okay. That's a that's a great way to amend um, this.
1: Yeah, th- that's great, right there, DK. So I'm I'm hoping for the best when it comes down to Mason tomorrow. Not just for him, but like seriously for the team. If we can, and I one of my my producer on my show here in Nashville, big time Baltimore fan, he's actually going to the game. Um, and he said, "Uh, y'all can't sweep us this year." He's like, "I don't care who we got playing." <laughs> I ain't trying to hear you on Monday. You are not sweeping us, so it does mean something to them, like a clean sweep of Cincinnati and Baltimore. DK, that's a that's a successful season.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely something. Hey guys, uh, it is Rapid Fire Friday here. That means we're going to start taking a lot of your questions. We're going to do quick questions, quick answers. Going to keep them. Well, rapid fire before I hit the road for Baltimore, although I understand these roads are not going to be all that friendly uh, tonight and tomorrow. And for that matter, the weather in Baltimore for the game uh, this weekend is not looking all that great, like really bad, actually.
1: Okay, well, man, sleet and rain and frozen field and I would fly. DK, you should fly and you should also stay downtown to Baltimore. Yeah. Uh, I'm should. driving to Frederick, Maryland, actually. That's where uh, I'm going. You're a whole lot more bold than I am, DK. Yeah, There's no, no driving in the snow for this old pup. Frederick, Maryland has a 24-hour Starbucks. It's, it's outside my
0: hotel window.
1: The green god has got you locked in. <laughs> it is I'm so t- true. I'm t- she got you locked in, DK. There's nothing So you
0: true. Out. When we come back, <laughs> when we come back... The only segment that actually matters. And that's, hey, Mo, let's do it right, y'all. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all new state of the art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live Fox scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place the new app from dk pittsburgh sports coverage that connects yeah we're ready for rapid fire friday so how that works is ask a specific question don't say something like what do you think of mike tomlins you know 17 year tenure you know what i mean
1: you know or no like, clickbaity stuff too
0: yeah definitely none of that we've we've had it we you know we covered the clickbaity stuff earlier in the week uh, Steel Nation for Life generously offering me a place to stay tonight. Look at that. That's
1: awesome right there, DK. Um, Yeah. So I got a couple good ones to start us off, DK. We're going to do it right, man. You ready for it? Yeah, yeah. Go DK ahead. DK and his Starbucks. Here we go. This one was pretty hilarious just because this is where everybody is with the new toy. Cut Mitch as soon as the season is over. <laughs> I saw that one. That one's hilarious. But the one behind that one is this. I get why Moan I always spoke glowingly about Mason Rudolph. What's not to like about the guy? I, I thought that was unique. The fact that you get an opportunity when guys get their fair opportunities again. This is the second time for Mason to see what that moxie is about. Again, you knew Mason could play ball. They had a first-round grade on him for particular reasons, right? And it takes time sometimes. I had the same conversation with my brother about two days ago. We're speaking about, you know, kids and recruiting. Like, parents get ahead of themselves sometime with their kids. Oh, my kid's the next, you know, big arm. My kid's the next quarterback. My kid's the next XX. Next, next. And sometimes you got to pull yourself back and just say, give it time, let it breathe. And we've seen what, you know, Mason's been like a fine wine right now, man. It'd be cool to see him glow some more. So, yeah, I always spoke highly about my dude, and I'm very happy for him also little bit of coin says, another 200 yards on the ground, do you think, Moan? Uh, If it's going to be nasty and filthy outside as far as weather, I expect them to be run heavy, but I also say this too. Mason know how to throw the ball in, the, in, in those type of situations, I'd expect. They'll keep it tight, keep it close, probably use Pat Frymuth or Deontay over the middle type stuff or the Combacks' Short game, but 200 yards against Baltimore, whew, no. I'm going no right now. Geographic Third says... For DK and Moan, if Mason Ball's out tomorrow,
0: do you do everything that you can to make him the QB1 for the
1: start of next year over Kenny? What's going to happen is we're going to hit OTA's mini camp, and go into camp, and Coach T is going to say it's a quarterback competition. That's it. That's what it's going to be. And if if Mitch, I mean, not if Mitch, if Mason can do this again, he's the guy and probably would be the slight frontrunner is the way I would look at it. You know, as I see
0: it, one of the things that people need to remember when they get all, oh, everybody's going to offer Mason a zillion dollars and everything else here is they're seeing the same game count that everybody else is. Yeah. And if if Mason looks here at the Pittsburgh situation and sees that he just now, right now, beat Kenny Pickett out, and yeah. he did, because Kenny is, Kenny is benched this weekend, uh, Why why couldn't he do it again? Yeah. Especially when he was that much better.
1: You know, that's different. And this time around, he'll be getting one reps in camp and OTAs and stuff. So that also looks a little bit different (laughs) too, DK. This
0: is so good for you. Hey, Moan, can the Steelers please get their cleats right for the first quarter? You know what he's talking about. Every time they play a game in some bad conditions, you see the players changing their cleats during the first half or at the intermission.
1: Moan, why? because guys think they're invincible and guys love what they're comfortable with too if these are my trusty dusties right here i'm gonna roll with them until i know i can't use them no more and when i do i'm gonna switch it up but guys and cleats in their feet we're very particular about it like i couldn't wear molds i just couldn't i tried them warm in a couple of games i had to always wear like 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 cleats studs like i could never and DeCastro. He couldn't couldn't wear cleats. He would just wear rubber studs, man. And as far as wide receivers, I know that's the question. Um, You always think your original equipment is what's going to work. That's just what it is. And it's never as bad as you think it is until it is. That's
0: Bayad says, plain and simple, is Mason quarterback one in 2024?
1: Is he that right now? (laughs) <laughs> the questions, I think that honestly is a little bit down the rung to me. Just know you got good options, okay? Again, middle linebacker, another corner. Give me what are we doing with OC and one or two other, are we moving uh, Broderick Jones over to the left? I think those are far more important decisions to be made. That's Bayette. It that was kind of my, what I was
0: trying to say earlier and didn't say it as well as I wanted to with Mason being QB1. I don't believe that any of the 32 NFL teams, and I say this with immense respect for what Mason's done these last couple of weeks, would say to Mason, hey, you're our quarterback mm-hmm. entering 2024. Do you follow me? Fine. They would say to him, you have a chance to come in, whatever. So I don't think the opportunity is going to be much different between Pittsburgh and everywhere else. You might be right, Moan, where it's just got to be a situation where Mason and Omar sit down and, you know, hash it out i I think hash the whole whole thing out including what you know am i just going to get blindly buried
1: here again i I mean exactly but a lot can be determined and understood dk by the numbers you know that by the numbers a lot can be understood the same way that jordan love got a bump in his pay this past year i think it's like 21 million or something like that just because he's now the name starter if we see a bump in numbers as far as amazing if he get mid-teams you don't pay the mid-teens quarterback, meaning like $15 million a year, to be a backup. He's uh in-between guy that's got to go prove himself. Katie says, Mason seems
0: like the adult in the room, just super smart and happy to be in the position to be our offensive leader. I'm sure you've
1: seen all sides, right, Moan? I have seen all sides, but Mason's always been very professional about him, probably too professional, if I can be honest with you. The pressing to be great. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. That's, I'm just agreeing. That's all. Go ahead. Yeah, no, he he's always been this. Is it, again, it's opportunity in the right place, the right system, the right guys. Like <laughs> there's so much that go into it. Like again, people hate, people absolutely hate system quarterback, system quarterback. People hate that term, but that matters a lot. It it really does. Um, but but yeah, I think he's going to be funny that the most
0: the most effusive praise that mike tomlin has given to mason rudolph and he's been really careful with it it's all been he's nice job nice job okay well in fact the one thing that tomlin has cited as a as a real specific has been no turnovers you know that he's there's been no fumble there've been no interceptions uh, he's only been sacked twice and that is a team stat as we always like to say it's not just when you yeah when you, i know i know <laughs> when, you, when, when it's when it's the offensive line, yeah, you, we'll, we'll give the credit to the offensive line for something like that. Uh, but the quarterback can also help avoid yeah. sacks.
1: Just look at that last play, the one from Seattle, where there's a guard around him, centers holding good enough anchor, pushing him to the side, and legitimately Mason was between a rock and a hard place and stayed in his lane and delivered the ball to Deontay. That could have easily been a sack, right, DK? Like how many times you see a quarterback in today's game have mm-hmm. all of that pressure around them and do this? Yeah, right. <laughs> they shrink, and he did. I think it's helped settle those dudes. I do the O line, D line thing. DK, you said time and time again all of the, these last two weeks. What <clears throat> big boys up front been saying as far as his play and what he's done for them? Oh, he's he's Seven still still. Us.
0: Yeah, he's he and he's been decisive. That's the part. The decisive thing gets mentioned more than him holding his pocket. Yeah. Okay? There's a play to be executed. Go ahead and execute it. Luke says, hey, Moan, who's your pick
1: on the offensive line to have the biggest game tomorrow? Isaac. Isaac. Really? Because the physicality is his game. He don't say much from what I see. But when it's time to get busy, as far as pulling, as far as being aggressive, he does that well. I think it's a big headache for the tackles because Baltimore always got some really good rushers. Isaac's my guy of those middle three guys, and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I can count on him going to go get it tomorrow against Baltimore.
0: Francesco says, hey, Moan, would the Steelers consider or should they consider a quarterback some somewhat early in the coming draft? Would you or does this whole thing with Mason kind of
1: you know, take some of that off based, based only on what we know right now. Shoot hard for Mason. Again, I don't want to pick a quarterback when there's so many other needs. Linebacker corner, maybe a line. D D line. Cam also had conversation this week about the business and his age and stuff. So, uh, there are other right now, the quarterback position to me is such a luxury that there's no need to go get one. And by early, I hope you mean by third, fourth round, I don't want one there. Why? This is when somebody
0: tells me where a Starbucks is, like, do you think they don't? I, I walk into the Starbucks in Breezewood and they, they they go, Hey, it's you.
2: Okay.
0: I mean, this is yeah. this this actually happened. The true story, I have to share this with you. Saint this was a few years ago in St. Louis. Uh, I was there covering baseball and I had been there a few months earlier, but I was there every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. We come back and I'm, I'm walking into the same Starbucks with a colleague. And the barista who's at the register goes, Hey, like <laughs> that dude is <who's> with me <laughs> goes, What? <laughs> it looked way funnier than it actually
1: probably was. Like, Really? Again? Really? Well, St. Louis? <laughs> I got him this time, Dolly. Him and the Green Goddess. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> ah that's that's good stuff right there dk absolutely love
0: that they're trying the ones in baltimore i know where they all are i know where they all are yeah you use your app appropriately uh nova racer says hey moan do you think omar khan has called and congratulated him.
1: I, I presume Nova's referring to Mason oh, Rudolph. Mason.
0: He doesn't have to call. He's
1: there. He's there. Uh, most times after wins, uh, Coach Tom, I mean, uh, Kev Colbert and Mr. Rooney and other ownership also walk through the locker room, shake everybody's hand, everybody' hand. Oh, you're in your towel getting out of the shower. I'll wait till you cover up. Shake everybody's hand. you taking your tape off, shake everybody's hand. So, yeah, I'm more than sure Omar gave him a. Hard that this week, man, and last week, too. Again, we we made a big fuss always about West Coast wins and losses. He went to Seattle and got a dub. I think Omar probably snickers a little bit. Omar was a guy that was behind Cav that always communicated with us, the players, more. So he probably has a little bit of a better relationship with Mason and with everybody else in the room because that's his personality and stuff. Omar gets it again. Pittsburgh, I would say, DK, you let me know if you've heard other – Pittsburgh has a very smart football IQ building. I know they miss here or there, but everybody inside that building knows ball. Like, it's nobody that's just pushing papers. Omar, even though he was the the money man. You remember the the term for Omar? The money guy. Omar knows ball. He know how to scout. Uh, So, yeah, I'm more than sure he went up to Mason and hit him with a little pound.
0: Oh, yeah. What he's not doing, though, this year. And I swear to God, I hadn't thought of it actively until you just brought it up. Is Omar's not? I, I know what you're talking about, going around the room. Yeah, um, and and yeah, Kevin Kevin would do it. Uh, if Omar does it, he does it out of sight of reporters. I haven't seen him do it. Okay, uh, I do see I do see Art Rooney going around, makes his way around a little bit more slowly, yeah. uh, but but he gets around to every single player.
1: You. Go ahead. No, you want to hear what's funny about that, not doing it in front of the uh, public. Hmm. Kev Colbert is so freaking funny. This is a quick story real quick. Kevin is so funny, okay? He's a sports guy too. We'd be in Baltimore, Cincinnati. we will be at home against mostly divisional games or Kansas City and stuff. And towards the end of the, end of the game, when we got it closed, Kev comes down from the suite and watches the game and if y'all could have seen him on the sideline just you go like he is all in on all of that little type of stuff or when we go to baltimore and we're a good team and it's hostile there he wouldn't go up to like the owner suite and stuff like that He stay on the field the entire time good or bad plays he's reacting to it man like kev we had a dude in Cav, man, and I'm I'm sure that's being carried along the same. So I, I loved seeing him on the sideline because I knew that meant a big game, and he wanted to see us bash people. Terrific question here from
0: Adam. It says, hey, Moen, do teams build offensive lines differently for pocket passers or mobile quarterbacks like
1: Lamar Jackson? Uh, no, you just adjust to the quarterback style. If you think a guy's a good offensive lineman, you go get that good offensive lineman. You don't, that's not the answer I thought you were going to give. Okay, I I think some teams, depending on what style of offense they're running, they'll go get a smaller dude that's more mobile. Like AFC North, look at our look at our line, the bigger body dudes, Mm. you know what I'm saying? You go to other division, the smaller guys that get into space and stuff like that. So, no, the O line always adjusts to the quarterback. That's why hearing them say what Mason's done, right? Stand in the pocket, Mm -hmm. you can adjust to that. You can't adjust to a guy who's erratic. Uh, you look at Baltimore's O line; they move around a whole lot with Lamar. You do see they them do. do that, but here's mm-hmm. another thing you also see too: their left tackle always gets rolled up. So much movement, bodies all around them, or oh, Lamar's just floating around. He oh, gets, rolled up! I, that's what I yeah. thought you meant. I wasn't yeah. sure if
0: if you meant it in the bad way. Yeah, that's yeah. because they're 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 not as much in control of their surroundings, are they?
1: Yeah, no. The O line always adjusts to either the running back or the quarterback now, the style of offense a team runs, you go get an offensive line specific for that, though. Rico comes in
0: with a $20 contribution. Anytime that those are up on the screen, please assume that we are offering our thanks. Always. Uh, we're, we're not going to interrupt the show with every last one of them, but know that every, every bit of support for this show uh, is always appreciated in all forms, whether that's a like or a subscribe or getting a membership uh, or just like this, like Rico just says, uh, here, here's 20 bucks. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> Rico often does have. Appreciate you, Rico. Rico often does have something to say here. Nova says, hey, Moan, does Omar's like for Mason have any input on what happens
1: with Mason? Omar likes most of the players. I'm going to be honest with you. If you've been in that building, Omar knows your family, knows you, and, knows, and he likes you. Uh, but that ain't saying that, hey, this is cheerleader type stuff. Uh, this is just, hey, he's one of us. And I've seen Omar and Kev and others take care of guys who are us in those moments. Again, Mason's a quarterback. That's going to be a hot position this year. Um, Washington may need one. Heck, Denver may need one. Like, there's a lot of people. That's a hot commodity if Mason can go do his thing. So uh, he'll look out for him. But, of course, business is business. Luke wants to know if Elandon Roberts is playing tomorrow. Uh, the
0: answer to that, according to Elandon Roberts, is yes. Officially, he's listed as questionable, as are both Minka Fitzpatrick and Trenton Thompson. I expect all of them to play. Yeah. Uh, this is one of those games, isn't it, Moan? It if, is. If, if What percentage did you say you were, dude? What
1: percentage? Okay. <laughs> How many games do we have left?
0: <laughs> okay. Am really I right? See- yeah,
1: 100%. This is the game you play in, DK. I got another going from Jonathan Cafardi. This is real good. Hey, Mo, he said realistically like we never real with him, okay, DK? We're always real with our uh, – Yeah, what's list? that all what's
0: about? about? No, no preface about.
1: needed. More respect next time, okay, Jonathan? Yeah. But he goes, hey, Mo, realistically, if Kenny can calm himself down in the pocket and slow his heartbeat down against the Blitz – Can he be an above-the-line quarterback? Is he capable of making his progressions? That's fair because I don't want to necessarily bury Kenny. But here's the thing that Kenny gets buried with, Jonathan. DK said it, and we've all watched this around the league too. You made a great point, DK. We have never yet once seen a game like like Mason has done this year from Kenny, from, from CJ Stroud. From a young Patrick Mahomes, from even Deshaun Watson. Even Baker Mayfield had those types of games. Kenny has yet with the same outfit offensively. Not once. Not once. And DK was the first one to say that one out loud. So when we're talking about can he, Jonathan, I don't know if he's capable. But we ain't ever seen think even Will Levis here in Nashville has been somewhat deemed a soft. That's but. Here's the deal. Assault okay? franchise, guys. What I'm saying. Go ahead. When you came up
0: to, to see us and the Titans were here, yeah. and I was struck with a week long case of Will Levis envy. And I was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm not proud of it, but I was. That's fair. That's fair. I, I looked at the throws that he was making. I look at the way he was commanding the pocket. I don't see him every week. For all I know, that was one good week. Okay. He's had a few. But, but I see those things and I say, I don't know how the Steelers take the next step without one of those. Okay. So when somebody, so you, who was it that just asked you now about? Uh, Jonathan. Being above, above the line. Jonathan. So Jonathan said above the line. My literal mind went to throwing above the line. Think about this for a second. The play that Mason made that everybody's been talking about all week where the pocket's collapsing on him and he finds George. And George does the the super yeah. dramatic somersault and whatever, okay? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Mason is standing there, but he's 6'5". To Kenny's, I don't know, he's listed as 6'3". I I, I think he's closer to 6'2". Yeah. Mason's 6'5". Mason's seeing everything that's happening. And he's standing upright, even as, you might recall, the rush situation in front of him was mostly upright. It wasn't guys down in the trenches yeah. or whatever. It was a bunch of stand-up bodies around him. He's still seeing over them. These are not things that go into streaks and slumps. This is just a physical reality.
1: It, it is, man. Look um, how Joe
0: got it. He, even as I was talking, look how Joe got it. Mason 6'5". I mean, he five. just put that up. That That's it. Mason is 6'5". Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe
0: that helps with his durability as well. I don't, mean you know, over the over the course of time.
1: Yeah, you know. Um, that, yeah, this is Chad <laughs> says.
0: Look, look, look at Chad. Chad says, "Hey, Moan." Oh no, no, wait! It was th- that wasn't it right here. I, I actually want to find this. It was really good. Yeah, right here from Adam. He says, "He says I have watched that play multiple times, and I swear I lose track of Mason." That's that's the funny part. Okay. It Here, is. I'll ahead. shut up after this on this play. No, go ahead. Take off, DK. You got it. Okay, but like where the press box was in Seattle, the the line between where Mason was and the and the offense was, and George Pickens was running right my way, like right this way. So I'm looking at the whole thing in a straight line. Yeah. I don't see the quarterback. That's how engulfed he was. What I see is a completely impossible play. Next thing, it looks like a ball gets shot out of a launcher, like a Nerf launcher or something. (laughs)
1: Like Like on American Gladiators. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: And then the ball is coming your way. And the next thought I have is okay, this also is impossible because George has to do a Willie Maze. Yeah, he did. And then catch it. And then, oh, by the way, somersault. And then tell me after the fact, tell me after the game when I asked him about it, he goes, I do that all the time. (laughs) <laughs> so, I do that so but but you know what that's
1: also that doing? catch
0: that's what here yeah, hang on this is exactly how he did it he went that catch i do that all the time <laughs> that's that was the end though. of the answer
1: but you know what though dk to the same point on jonathan's question is this hmm. he's also building confidence in those, those wide receivers hmm. he's putting the ball where they know where where, where he what where george pickens can say oh i do that all the time you know what I'm saying? Like, to throw a bomb and it drops right in this basket is cool. But to tell me, and this is the one thing to George's divaness that we've seen, this is the one thing that he has been right about. Just give me the damn ball. And, and, and Mason is doing that. To, to Put it George, by general direction. Mm-hmm. And Mason is staying in the pocket to the old line's point and doing that. We're, again, when George gets the ball, was it? Quickly out, right? He comes back. But, like, he's throwing them open to places that he's letting his athletic ability take over. Now, I hate to make mm. a case for Kenny like that, but, I mean, for, for Mason like that, but we got to go with what's in front of us, right?
0: Mike drop. I'm going to take some, some gentle issue with this point that you're making here. You say you can't coach poise in the pocket. You either have it or you don't. Mason got it now. Well, you're kind of contradicting yourself, and you're making the correct point at the end. You say Mason got it now. Mason did not have it before. Moan, you can speak to that. You were out there on the field with
1: him. I think, and and I I would say this, and uh, to be fair, I think Mason was trying to overprove himself to Ben comparatively. I'll say that Mm -hmm. comparatively. Mm -hmm. Like watching him say, I can do this too. Instead of y'all just blinders on playing your game. I think Mason developed that by being number three on this squad, not being signed to later in the summer, and also now having to eat it as far as being the the special, I mean, being the uh, scout team quarterback. A lot of that goes into a, hey, I need to be real with myself. It's just, I'll be honest with you, Mason's had enough time to realize that. A lot of dudes don't get that opportunity to what you got to almost say to yourself again. Shout out to Omar for going to get a number three quarterback, a guy that he knows, a guy that may actually turn into what him and Kev evaluated originally. I mean, Mason, you still there? Come on, man. Let's see if we can still figure this thing out. Because, again, Coach Tomlin didn't necessarily go to him first. He went to Mitch first. Mason was around long enough to get this shot. Almost, not exactly, but Kurt Kurt Warner-ish, right? Stay around long enough to where you're giving that grace, be a good enough teammate, good enough environment, and also this too, be a very quiet backup quarterback. Hmm. Nobody ever wants to hear the backup quarterback. So while, they do, while we were all doing this Mitch and Mason thing, I mean, Mitch and Kenny thing, Mason just Didn't hear back. a
0: word. Didn't hear a word. Now, yep. Joel Schmidt says, remember that Ben had happy feet too. Ben's happy feet were different <laughs> because was Ben cramble. could have people, he, and he would just have people fall off of him. So he could, <laughs> he could do whatever he want with his feet, and it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Early yeah. Ben. Yeah. Double that for early Ben, like rookie Ben, second year Ben, they were just sliding off of him. Ray Lewis once described trying to tackle Ben. He said it's not his size. He said it was his slipperiness. You would just, you would just kind of like ooze off of him.
1: Wow. Uh, Yeah, I can see (laughs) that being the case. He also played in a different era too, where the quarterback wasn't protected as much, so he just played the game that was given to him. Man, we just hit a thousand live DK.
0: Mm. Oh, we did. Oh yeah. look at that! You, you're always watching that. I never see that number, man. What's we'll up? But it's up there, yeah. It is. Yeah. See, Pittsburgh. Toddy says, "I hear a lot of this, by the way, from people that Mason looks like Sidney Crosby." And as someone who's been around Sidney Crosby for his entire career, he actually doesn't. Okay, I see. Maybe there's certain photographs or whatever, you know. But yeah, this this nails it. Toddy says, "I think Mason looks more like Clark Kent than Superman." Not to rain on his parade. If you go back to the original and iconic Christopher Reeve from the yeah. original Superman films, that's Mason. That's what Mason looks like in person. He has a very Christopher Reeve look to him.
1: I can see that. I yeah? See that for sure. yeah. 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 I'll just call him Don dun, Draper. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, 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 He's always do just Don Draper to me from Mad man.
0: Oh, Don Draper's good call.
1: <laughs> He's Don Draper to me. Always. I like it. Yeah, I used to call him that, Don Draper. Man, we used to discuss that show so much. Me, oh. Al, Pounce, Dave. Oh my God, Mad because they would throw
0: stuff in that would just do that to you. They would throw specific stuff into that show. It was the last show my wife and I really, really binged out on. Um, back when I had a life, <laughs> and, 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 and it would, and it was. It was so deep on so many levels, but I'm also convinced that they would throw stuff in that had
1: nothing to do with anything just to kind of get you off the scent. Yeah. You want to know one of my most favorite things, and you've heard me say this all the time when it comes down to doing your job or you hate something, that's what the money's for. You know? (laughs) Like if Kenny got to be a backup next year, that's what the money's for. You know what I'm saying? Like blocking your man. Oh, he's a, you got a trench monster coming into town this week. That's what the money. I yeah. love that saying. Cause it, it really embodied everything that you do. Like what you complaining for? Just do it.
0: They had so many of those. What a, what an absolutely wonderful show.
1: show. I'll watch it again. You keep talking about it in the off season. She,
0: she actually mentioned last night, she was asking last night about like what kind of shows that we can go back to like, cause they just, they put uh six feet under. Yeah, back on now. Uh-huh. Well, six Six Feet Under was one of those classic binge shows, but I know how it ends, and it it's just not the same, you know. Oh, uh, Secession, have you seen it? My brother keeps trying to shove it down my throat. I'm is right really?
1: there. Where's my shovel at? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where's where my shovel? You should watch that.
0: All right, I can I can do that as well. You get
1: podcasts and and show uh, recommendations and everything on this show.
0: That's right. Rainbow comes in with the obligatory Christopher Reeve playing like Superman reference here. Stop the Russell Wilson stuff before it even gets started. Mason is, in fact, the answer. I am there. I don't know that the Steelers are. I don't know how much more it'll take to, to show them that. Freddie Mercury?
1: Nah. Oh, you doing Freddie
0: Mercury here.
1: I can't see Freddie, the chin maybe, but not so much. I can't see it as much. Yeah,
0: no, I'm, I'm gonna have to give a pass to the Freddie Mercury thing. Stephanie wants to know if, if we can talk about the awful officiating oh. crew for tomorrow.
1: Uh, I don't think they're gonna be awful tomorrow. Why? Is I think that? they know because I'll say this. I think All they're gonna eyes. be regulators. <laughs> they're making sure the game don't get out of out of out of whack but all in all they can't be they cannot be bad tomorrow after they made national news as far as sports go in that uh Detroit Lions Detroit. game yeah cannot be bad tomorrow
0: yeah the last thing that you can ever exhibit as an official not to dredge all that up but the last thing that you can ever exhibit is a failure to understand the rules of yeah. the game yeah that is a dark, dark place to be as a referee or umpire. It really is any sport. Mike Rosenthal gets our last question of the day. Hey, Moan, here, look, he did it again. Please, somebody else did this again. Honest opinion. Which which opinions are we given that are lies?
1: Honest opinion, does this team make some big hires outside of the organization? I such. think that'll happen? Great question. Because, again, as much as we're talking about Mason, right, and him, the idea of him being this franchise quarterback going forward into next year, who's calling the plays? Mike Sullivan's calling the plays. Do you? But but that's the the, the issues that a lot of people have had. Not me in particular because I get it. But do do we hire outside counsel and change everything up? And Change everything up. And if Mason
0: Rudolph is, you know, either your guy or one of your guys and one of Mason's big advantages on everybody else in the fold is that he's been around the system as long as anybody or longer than anybody, then why would you say, eh, let's just blow it all up?
1: Do you trust Mike Sullivan and Coach Faulkner?
0: You, you know? That's why I keep focusing on the offense for tomorrow. Like The outcome to me doesn't matter nearly as much as can the offense do what it's done. You know, against a better defense, and I know Baltimore is not going to be, you know, full strength, full strength, or even full motivation or any of that stuff. Those guys are mindful, aren't they, Moan? Because you played in meaningless games. They, they uh, are. Where you, where you're aware of? Listen, what I really, really need to do is to get through this game and be ready for the playoffs.
1: That's exactly where they are. They, they're, they're. Is that where you were? Yes, absolutely. You try to, you try to do enough to where you can choke them out to where they don't want to play anymore. And this Pittsburgh doesn't have that type of team to where they're going to be able to choke them out and make them submit. So we'll see a good Baltimore defense, I think. Does it matter a lot to them? Not as much. But you can't just play around with football. You'll get hurt. So they're going to go hard. It's going to be intentional tomorrow in Baltimore. um, But how do we judge it? Because if Mason go gets 320 yards two tutties and they get one on the ground DK with coach Sullivan and coach Faulkner as your co-offensive coordinators do you implode it (laughs) you know (laughs) I'll be honest with you because people like it for us to be honest in our opinion I would like to think that an outside dude would just take this group and run with it but in my personal opinion we did that with Matt Canada
0: Yeah, I think what you have to do and I keep giving this as almost a cover all answer is there just has to be a thorough and unprecedented review of everything? And that includes, by the way, however it is that uh, that Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner will have performed, you know, both with Kenny at quarterback, although that was only one game, uh, you know, the Cincinnati game, which went quite well, uh, the games with Mitch Trubisky. You know, which did not go well. How much of that was the coordinators? Did the coordinator suddenly become brilliant because the quarterback play did? These are things that you can't just say, here's the outcome and here's what we think. It has to be a way deeper dive than that. Stuff that uh, fans, reporters, nobody can get into, you know, maybe yeah. not even
1: the players, you know. I- And and DK, here's another thing, too, when we're discussing what next year is going to be as far as quarterbacking, as far as OC and stuff like that, too. The one thing we hadn't brought up enough, the one thing we hadn't brought up enough is Kenny's ability to stay on the field.
0: You know, it hasn't come up, and especially since some of it might be, again, depending on how you analyze this when you do your deep dive, might be self-inflicted. You know, when you're constantly cutting out to the left and the other teams know that, don't tell me they don't spend at least part of their week scheming for, hey, I'm going to flush him out to the left. You get him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Am I right? I want – eventually he's going to go there. He's He's Even if he goes right, he's going to go left more. Just wait on him. It's like fishing. We'll just wait on him.
0: He's gonna come in that direction. That that's the kind of thing that you've seen the Steelers do against Lamar Jackson for years. They know where to flush him out, and they know who to have waiting there for him. Yeah, it's yeah. that's been part. of That was the thing that the, the plan of theirs that Mike Vrabel stole a couple of years ago. Remember in the playoff game? Yeah, he said let's just see what the, <laughs> let's just see what the let's see what the Steelers do since they seem to have this answer. Oh, cool. Let's do that, and then they yeah. go into Baltimore and do it and win a playoff game for the Titans.
1: They did a big one too, by the way. Um, and may that sent them on a run. But Kenny's health is always in question. He's always out. He is. That's so,
0: that's a problem. You know, and this was the year that he came in bigger and stronger. Remember
1: all that other stuff? And we checked every box, right? Yeah. And, and still ended up missing games be not because of a benching, but because of injury. Yeah, because of getting
0: banged around, right? Uh, last one today. Hammerbake says, Bleeding black and gold behind enemy lines. Be at the game tomorrow. First thing. Oh, this is just nice. First thing I listen to every morning when I wake up and get ready for work. Thank you. That's really, really nice. Too. That is. That's awesome uh, right there. When we come back, Master of Music has a question for you, Moan. And then Let's we're gonna, do it. We're going to take care of some, one other point of business here. As soon as I can find a way to take there. There we <laughs> go. I'm new here. I'm new here.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, um, here I'm looking at – where did this go now? You got it? I think so. It was right here from Master of Music. Oh, yeah, it's Friday. Score prediction.
1: Score prediction. (laughs) We've had 30-point average the last two weeks with Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph is slated to play and start this weekend in Baltimore. Raisins. Score prediction. Thinking it through. Momentum is a hell of a thing, DK. Um, give me 26 with a backup quarterback in Baltimore. 26-13. Steelers. Oh,
0: look at you picking the sweep. I'm gonna go By the over way, if that down. happens, if the Steelers beat the Ravens, do you know that they'll finish the season 5-1 in the AFC North? Do you about believe it? that? Does that put this, a second in the North? Is.
1: Um, uh, no, because of Cleveland. five and one where's, no. where's Cleveland in that conversation? Oh, they're way,
0: they're, they're way up there.
1: Really? Because overall record. Ah, oh, yeah, damn. yeah, yeah. But
0: for the Steelers being five and one in the North is still pretty neat. And the only no. loss will of course have come to the
1: Browns. Man, man, hold up. This, this history of this game though, is always three points. Am I, I that cocky? Say, you know, you need to do this again.
0: Yeah, let I me mean, redo that. It's yeah. three points. It's three points when Baltimore comes here with half a roster and the rest had COVID. Remember? I do remember that. <laughs> it's what still game, three
1: points. <laughs> what game, to 17 14. Take it down a notch, too. 17, 17 14, 14 says Moan. I like this one a lot better. Yeah, 17 14. Three points. I can't go against history. But if they yeah, get that's... 30, like, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, if they get 30, DK, I'm buying a Mason Rudolph jersey myself. I'm calling them I'm having them sign it. <laughs> he might Please. he might bring it to you. <laughs> if he's,
0: I'm, t- I'm telling you, golly. Oh man. All right, Moan. Well, we're gonna have Rico's got a message for us up here. We're gonna leave it up there while you share a message of your
1: own. Oh man, yo, yes, it's Friday. Good people make it back to us to on Monday, okay? Have a random conversation. Tell somebody I love you. Apologize to somebody, buy somebody a random drink or Starbucks. For that matter, okay. The card um, will do. Yeah, a card will do also. But man, cheer on the boys this weekend. And here we go. I'm going to,
0: I never interfere with Moan's Friday speech. I want to throw in one extra one because I'm going to be doing it myself. Drive carefully, please. Uh, it is, I say this a lot to the athletes that I cover, and Ramon's heard me say it in the Steelers locker room. It's the single most dangerous thing that any of us does. Your trip that you're making from the stadium to your home with your family in your car, that's how the players travel home, NFL players, mm-hmm. is the single most dangerous thing you're going to do that day, even more dangerous than playing in an NFL game. Be smart about it. There's no hurry. Don't be passing people, sitting in the right lane.
1: Or getting mad. Yeah, road rage only lasts <laughs> about two, three minutes, and you can make a crazy mistake in two, three minutes. That Part is of- never worth it. I've seen this come up numerous, numerous times. Uh Nova Racer puts up Moan, get them Titans ready. Uh, th- there's implication if the Titans be Jack Oh, beat Yeah. Soon. Ooh, <laughs> wow. I'll be on the sideline frigid this weekend. So um that'll be interesting. That group needs a dub bad too. That's right. That's right.
0: All right, guys. We'll see everybody on Monday for sure.
1: Peace. mm mm-hmm.